0: Hi, I'm Sarah Shea.
1: And I'm Strangely Duisberg.
0: Welcome to the Pilot House.
1: A podcast where we watch all the shows we missed the first time around. And
0: try to figure out where the heck they were going with this.
1: Sarah, I know a bit about Veronica Mars uh, for reasons that I'll get into, but oh. what do you know about Veronica Mars?
0: Well... I know that this episode is going to be something like an all or none. I thought it was going to be a straightforward one, but uh, we'll see what you have to say on that subject. I have seen every episode of Veronica Mars. However, I have never rewatched a single episode. I watched it all the way through and then never went back and rewatched anything. So I have seen all of the original episodes. I have not seen the movie. Uh-huh. uh and it has been, I want to say, six years since I watched a single episode. So my memory of the pilot is is fairly hazy. And it'll be, I'm very excited to go back and, and, and revisit it and also see what you have to say about it. But tell me, strangely, what do you know about Veronica Mars?
1: So when I was in film school down in LA, there was a girl I really liked and wanted to hang out with. And she was obsessed with Veronica Mars. And she was like, you got to watch this Veronica Mars. Mm -hmm. And I have no memory of if at some point or not, some Veronica Mars was shown to me. So I have this idea that she solves mysteries and it's Kristen Bell, of course. course. And then she has a bald dad (gasps) who also solves mysteries. And, and then it's like in high school. That's about all. That's like, I vaguely understand those things. Uh, but I just, I I have no idea if I've watched it or not. Cause it was just like one of those things where like, I I was aware of it when it was like on TV and it was happening. And like in my dorm at college, like there was like a common area and like people would just like, take their own DVDs down there and just put them in. And then other people be like, what are you watching? This. And you'd sit down and you'd start watching something halfway through. Yeah. Like almost like how TV used to be for like our parents' oh, generation.
0: TV, and
1: it's, See, it was this there. thing that went in the corner of the living
0: room. <laughs> and sometimes you turn it on and just start watch something in the middle. Yeah. Mm, interesting.
1: Which is... Sometimes you
0: just channel surf. Remember that? That, that <laughs>
1: whole like sitting down into something in the middle, I finally like... When I finally understood that concept, like, later in life. Because, like, VHS has been a thing my entire lifetime. Yeah. Even, b- even though we didn't get it until I was a little bit older. It was, like, I was aware of it. And that was, like, the preferred way to watch, like, a Disney clamshell VHS box. Sure. Away. But I finally understood that that is why my mother behaves so oddly when we watch movies. Because, like, we'll sit down. We'll start the movie, like, opening credits. And then there'll be, like, the legend of, like, where they are in the movie. It'll be, yeah. like, Kansas 1895 30 seconds later my mother will turn to one of us and go so are they in kansas it's like yes or like <laughs> a guy will appear on the screen and my mom will be like who's he it's like we don't know yet mom it's the first shot of the film
0: oh dude, she's so used to being walking into something late Yeah, That she just assumes if she doesn't know something that someone else in the room does and she has to ask rather than assuming, oh, I will be told.
1: Yeah, because her customary entry point into media is... Joining something already in progress and having someone else, like, Which, ease honestly,
0: her even aside from the TV thing, I feel like that's also kind of a mom thing, especially for a certain generation. Yeah. You sit the kids down with the movie, and then the kids ask for a snack, and you go, oh, I'll just go get it.
2: Yeah. And you go
0: do that, and then something, the phone rings, you have to answer it or something, and then you end up getting to sit right. down, which is, like, that feels very... Like, of that thing. But anyway, <laughs> we got off on a real tangent. We were talking about Veronica
1: Mars. Well, I, I told you what I know. You,
0: anything else that you know? Uh, She's in high school. She sells mysteries. Her dad is bald. He also sells mysteries. Anything else?
1: Like, it's from the aughts. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that whole period of television kind of has this, like, certain vibe to me where Buffy the Vampire Slayer came out in the late 90s. And went until 2003, 2004, something like that, Buffy? Sounds... I, I want to say graduated 2000... in
0: 99 from high school. Yeah. So, yeah, that sounds about right. And then they
1: had four years after that. Yeah. So, 03, yeah. 04-ish. And then Angel, I think, ended at 05. But it was like, Buffy was kind of this thing where it was like, ah, high school adventure mm-hmm. story. So, like, in 2001, Smallville started... Um, and there were just, like, there were kind of a lot of shows that were kind of, like, like Roswell. It was, like, other networks were high trying to do... High School
0: Supernatural. Yeah. Or... Well, that... Uh, Veronica Mars isn't Supernatural. Right. Spoiler alert. But it's High but it School... Adventures.
1: Adventures. Yeah. Um, And so, like, I there's a certain, like... High
0: Schoolers doing things maybe High Schoolers shouldn't be doing.
1: <laughs> yeah. But there's, like, a certain visual palette that I have in mind when I think of this. And I...
0: Okay.
1: And it's only, be, like, by describing, like, Buffy, Smallville, um... Roswell, like a lot of CW shows from that era. I don't know if this is a CW show, but I'm just like thinking of a certain color palette, a certain digital production pipeline. Like it has a certain look that I'm imagining. And I'll be really keen to see if that look...
0: I don't know the specific look that you're referring to. I have a vague sense, but yeah. I will be curious to hear what you have to say about whether it fits into that. I'm actually, I almost want to be able to say what I remember about it, because some of it might be wrong, but also some of it might be stuff that's revealed later. So I don't want to spoil anything for you. But...
1: Well, we should go watch it, because the pizza's here, Sarah. Oh, shit.
0: Let's go watch V-Mars.
1: Hi, I'll come get the pizza from you.
0: We just watched the extended version of the Veronica Mars pilot, which I don't know in what way it was extended. We didn't look up how long it was supposed to be. Or we had, but then we forgot. And then we didn't keep track of how long it was. And I've only seen the pilot on the DVD because I watched the entire show on DVD after the fact. So I don't know how extended. It could have one extra scene and they just called it that to sell the DVD. I,
1: I honestly my my theory and I'm just looking this up but just thinking yeah. about TV at the time and kind of networking the the target audience for this yeah I could see them editing around a couple of things in it for TV broadcast like
0: oh the like the the shots of Lily's body
1: the shots of the body um the because that's like pretty graphic for TV yeah and then the when she like when she wakes up after she's assaulted and yeah. th- there's like the the like panties on the floor. Yeah. I could see like network sensors being like, you too can much. show her waking up and uncomfortably walking, but like the panties on the, floor like, it's
0: too explicit. Yeah.
1: Like even me, like as an adult watching it. I was like, Oh shit. Like that, like shit got super real yeah. in that scene. Part of it is just that Kristen Bell is an amazing actress and yeah. like really embodied it. But there was that. And then, um, the, the body and then the scene where they like find the bong in the student's locker. Mm hmm. I could see that being, like, you can only show the bong once, like, for TV censoring. They'll Forever. have weird, you know, like, yeah. they'll have weird rules like that. Or, like, I know that the the MPAA, when they, like, rate a movie, it's, like, if someone, like, bends down into someone's lap, like, in a car. <laughs> oh, sure. Like, the shot that we had here. If yeah. you see the head come back up, it's, like, someone can go down into someone's lap. But if the head comes back up, like, if there are bobs. yeah. It's like you you can you can't have any bobs. Yeah,
0: yeah, the head can go down one time.
1: But if there are bobs, <laughs> it's, it's more like,
0: explicit. And yeah, which it, it's like it, it would one bob is PD
1: 13, two bobs is <laughs> R. Yeah, sure, sure. And if and if a woman is the one receiving the pleasure, it's automatically NC seventeen. because yeah. bullshit double yeah. standards.
0: Anyway, Veronica Mars. We watched the pilot. It. Did you, the biggest question I think is, did that, any of that feel familiar? Like you'd seen any of those people?
1: Yes. Okay. So as I was watching it, like for the first five minutes, I was like, I definitely have seen this. I have seen this. And it got to the bit where the guy was taped to the, the post in front Mm -hmm. of the school. Mm -hmm. And then she like cuts him down and then there's like an awkward lunch scene. And then everything after that was like, I have not seen this. Oh, okay. So my theory is that at some point with that girl or somebody at school, like we started watching it and then something else happened. Got
0: distracted.
1: Yeah. And never like, finished it. Never finished it. Yeah. Um and then as as I was watching it, I also remembered at some point somebody pitched it to me and they're like, Okay, so every episode is a mystery, but then every season there's a big mystery. Um, so that is something that I know about it, uh, that I wanted to get cards on table. Yeah. But my vague impression of like the kind of stylistic tone and palette of this was pretty spot on in terms of like the kind of digital production line visual kind of, you know, everything's like very teal and orange, but like a lot of pinks. Teal and
0: orange, teal and orange. Well, you mentioned that you, you said CW and I don't know if this is actually a CW show, but that kind of thing. It was on UPN,
1: oh. which,
0: like, that math checks out, yeah. right? From what I remember yeah. of that network when it existed.
1: But also stylistically, and, like, this will probably come up talking about it a little bit more later, it felt a lot more like kind of the heightened reality, like, Tim Burton-esque feel of, like, pushing daisies or yeah. something like that. like. Like I think Not I quite, quite you, as far as Pushing like, Daisies. Look at not this that whimsical. whimsical fire truck. Yeah. Like, it's not quite that whimsical, no. but
0: it has a strong aesthetic.
1: Of heightened, like a heightened reality type of a thing. Not nearly on the level of, like you said, Pushing Daisies, but yeah. just in terms of like...
0: I guess I, I, I don't feel like I would refer to it as heightened reality. I, I think that's going too far. It has a strong aesthetic, I would say that. But I feel like saying heightened reality, it maybe takes it slightly too far.
1: Yeah, it just like there were certain things like the. But also, the, I might
0: be thinking about the overall show, yeah. and you you're only working from this I'm pilot. I'm
1: only so. working from this pilot. Just a bunch of high school students having very nice motorcycles for their high school student motorcycle gang was a well, little bit like true, <laughs> like that kind of that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff is all I would also classify as high. Well, they're reality.
0: probably buying those motorcycles with crime money. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're criminals. You understand? Sorry,
1: sorry. Uh, this character's you, supposed to
0: be criminals. Do intend
1: to purchase this motorcycle with crime money?
0: Yeah. You know, they're doing crimes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. but
0: uh, And not doing times.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, is there anything that's, like, surprised you going into this that you had thought you remembered it a certain way and it was very different?
0: Um, I did not remember that two things that I went, oh, that wasn't in the pilot and oh, that was in the pilot. I don't think I remembered that her being having been raped was i didn't remember that that was addressed right in the pilot mm-hmm. i don't think if you had asked me when does that come up in the show i might have been like oh uh i don't know but it i mean it makes perfect sense that it would be in right in the pilot it's an right. important part of her her character and and all that stuff but i think in a weird way i i thought that it came up later
1: i'm um, almost now wondering if they edited that out of the pilot Honestly, yeah, you could... you could, And then reintroduce that thread later.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would have still seen it this way because I watched it on right, these, right, right, these right. exact DVDs. But uh, it, it, that is the kind of thing, you could cut that entire thing out mm-hmm. and everything else would play fine. Her yeah. comment about the sheriff being like, he actually said that, reads as just her being like, oh my God, that guy's such a sleazy yeah. cheeseball without the callback of he said it to her. Right. And Inga being like, we haven't seen you since... Well, she could be talking about since your dad got fired, right? And it's only when she turns around and goes, "Oh come on, Inga!" The last time you saw me, that's easy. And it's when she went in to report the rape. Right. So it's like you could actually have cut that completely out, um, and they could have when the next time they bring it up in whatever episode it comes up in again, you just which use could be a, those
1: flashbacks.
0: Well, honestly, you no, you wouldn't have to. You could reintroduce that information in a way that would play for someone who's seen the first episode mm-hmm. with that. Like the way that the second episode of Firefly was actually the first episode to air, but nothing feels like they're actually reiterating, even though they have to reiterate pretty much every fact, but like they did it in such a subtle way that you don't notice it if you watch the pilot and then the second episode. Right. So, I wouldn't be surprised if they were able to address that information without showing the flashback or showing some of the flashback right. but not the whole thing. Anyway. Cuz um, that the, like she tells someone that else about it. The flashback
1: really drags on.
0: It it really does go on surprisingly long, which might have been because they put in even more footage than they would have if they'd been able to include that for the, for airing. Right. But they were like extended episode. You know, sometimes we uh, we've all, as well, I say, we all we've all seen, not necessarily. But I think a lot of us have maybe seen a director's cut where we were like, all right, well, some of these maybe were good cuts. Uh, some of this is cool. Some of this probably didn't need to be in there, or this scene is also, just like a little
1: longer. Yeah, this this DVD dropped in like around about you know the the mid aughts, oh yeah. six oh seven or mid to late aughts. Yeah, when it was also really popular to just put out, like, PG-13 films on DVD and be like, unrated cut. And it's just like, there's not, it's not like it's suddenly, like, boobs and, a, and, and blood or whatever, yeah. but, like, it's just, like, oh, this is literally all the extra footage that is presentable. We'll just kind of...
0: Cram eh. it in there. Yeah. Because it's just that the MPAA wouldn't let us show that many seconds of boob. Right. Or whatever. You know, like, we just went over the line, and but we can call it, you know...
1: You get those two bobs back in. Yeah. You put
0: that, that one extra bob, and you're in. <laughs> Unrated. Big red band. I'm like sorry, Robert, front. you
1: didn't make the cut.
0: Oh. <laughs> Oh, we got derailed. But oh, yeah. the other thing that I was surprised about, there's a character who becomes very significant later um, that I just was shocked he wasn't in the first episode. The, like, yeah. it, and, and no reason for it. It's not like he comes up later. Is He's a student at the high school. He's friends with the popular. He's one of the popular kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly like the character. So I'm not like sad, per se, that he's not. It's it's Dick, for anybody who's listening. He's not in the pilot, ah. which just seems like they must have decided they needed another guy. Or, I might be misremembering, maybe he comes up later. Maybe he moves to the town in season two. I don't know. I, I really thought he was there from the beginning. Someone who's watched the show more recently, or has a better memory, can tweet at us and tell me when uh,
1: uh, that is Dick Casablanca shows up. <laughs> that is something that, like, I...
0: He's awful. He's, he's a, he's a horrible human being.
1: I watching this pilot, I felt like it wasn't quite complete. I, I, you know, it's one of those really difficult to put your finger on like really kind of nebulous things, but it the, the world is introduced, you know, you got the, the asshole sheriff and her dad's a PI and she's a PI with her dad and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But it just like her, it, the world doesn't quite feel like one that can sustain a week to week. It's like kind of thin on the ground with characters right now, just because there's like there's like the douchey rich boys, there's the motorcycle gang, and then there's Veronica and her one new friend. Yeah. But like the high school doesn't feel populated. It feels like you know there's a and lot of people have, walking around. They had a lot
0: to do story yeah. wise. Oh no, I'm
1: I'm not criticizing them for that. Yeah. I'm just saying like hearing that there is another character who is like. Integral. I mean, there's who isn't established in this pilot there's, makes sense. There's
0: usually, I think you can agree that we've seen this a lot. Where in episode two they introduce a new character that like they they realized they were missing. Yeah. Once the once they did the pilot, they went, you know, we need a best friend or you know we need one more antagonist or yeah. something like that. Yeah. There's another friend character who comes in later who I I specifically remember how she enters the mm-hmm. show. I don't remember when it happens. It could be season two, season three. Um, I kind of want to tell you who plays the actress that plays the character, uh, but I don't know. I I, I don't want to spoil anything yeah. for you because I think you'll love it. But I don't feel like this is a spoiler, really.
1: You could tell me who okay. who plays it's
0: her. Tina Majorino. Do you remember her? She was a child actor in the in the nineties.
1: The name sounds familiar, but I don't, I'm having trouble putting a face in to it. this
0: moment. I'm blanking on what yeah. she was in as a child, but like you'd see her and go, Oh, her. Right. Anyway, she plays like the, 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 the person who knows computers. She, she yeah. plays the person who's like, she's like the, the like low key high school hacker. Her nickname is Mac because computers. Right. And and she's great, and I think she's got like a streak of purple in her hair or whatever to be like, see, oh, weirdo. She is. And anyway, she's a delightful character. I fucking love her. She helps them with computer stuff, and it's I, I remember absolutely adoring her, but I I cannot remember when she shows up.
1: But do you understand that feeling that I'm having just working from this pilot of like, yeah, they had a lot to establish, but yeah. it's like the world doesn't quite feel like. Like, a lot of people appear and do exactly... I think I'm, I'm not exactly... able to see what okay. you're
0: feeling because I've seen the whole story. So,
1: I think I can explain it like this. A lot of people appear and do only exactly what they are required to do to advance the plot of the pilot. Right. Without having any... There's no secondary quirk. There's no, like, the, um, the German-accented woman who works at the police station. Yeah. It's just, she's there and she has a German accent and...
0: It, it does. Honestly, in that, that was one thing I noticed. I'd forgotten about Inga's character entirely. Right. In the pilot, it feels like the only reason they gave her an accent was so Veronica could pretend to be her on the phone.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is, like, there's did... a lot of things like that, that like,
0: I'm pretty sure she does stick around and mm-hmm. she is a character, but like,
1: there's just a lot of characters like that who exist as kind of ciphers or we're told why they're important, but we don't really see it.
0: That is fair that you feel that way, but it's also yeah. fair to the show because they had a lot to establish. This show does have a relatively intricate overall mystery.
1: That that's the thing. Like this feels almost more like the first episode of like a Netflix show or a streaming show. that's actually
0: a very good point.
1: Than a week to week tell. I I guess yeah. the reason I'm commenting on this and why it's 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 something that's odd and like making me feel a little strange like talking about it is that this came out in two thousand four. Yeah, and for two thousand four, there's like no resolution to like most of what's going on here yeah on a week-to-week tv show yeah and to think about it from the context of 2020 where this show is like hugely popular rabid fan base keeps yeah. getting revived uh it makes sense because if you throw something built like that up on streaming of course people are going to binge it yeah whereas like I've found personally. I like, was like
0: desperate to watch the second yeah. episode immediately. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm I'm gonna end up rewatching this. I just know it."
1: I've personally found that like Spoilers. <laughs> like binging like Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's yeah. really hard for me because every week the status goes back to quo. Yeah, and everybody they're like, ah, well. Like like there's a a whole episode um, at some point in TNG where Riker like gets offered captaincy of like this cool research vessel. It's going to like take nine months at high warp to go somewhere. It just sounds so much cooler than whatever's going on. And you get a whole episode of him like having these long goodbye conversations with people. And Troy's like mad at him because he's leaving or whatever. It's like this whole thing. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, I decided to stick around. Credits. And it's just like, (laughs) And when you're like watching through a show and you just know he's going to be there next week, whereas like when you're watching yeah. it every week on TV, you're like, D- I don't know what's going to happen. And even if you if he, he did stay, you have to wait a week before you see everybody again. And it's yeah. a different feel. Yeah. Uh, which is way out in the weeds. But like one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is talking about things structurally like that, because as a writer and you're a writer as well, like. We, we see those nuts and bolts of the of the machine behind the stuff that we like. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of the plot, <laughs> shall we finally get to yeah. that recap? <clears throat>
0: Let's start describing it.
1: We open on Veronica Mars delivering the most cliched and yet somehow delightful hard-boiled detective yeah. uh, narration.
0: It, they're They're leaning into the noir thing, but they're having fun with it. And yeah, that's what makes it good, I think
1: and this again like right right off the bat i was like yep this is a this is a post buffy television show aimed at the youths yeah cuz it's like self aware it's a neo noir that is that has watched every neo noir
0: yeah well there yeah they she's parked outside a a motel but you're only seeing what she's seeing at first you're seeing yeah. the guy leaving the motel room in a robe getting ice from the ice machine and you're hearing her go Next time you're having a tryst, try to keep it snappy, you know? Enough with the cuddling. Maybe the person parked outside has something to do tomorrow, like a calculus test. And they show the calculus book, and she says a calculus test, and they zoom up on her face. You see she's a teenager. I was so delighted by how it was timed. You kept, like, looking away from the screen to get a slice of pizza, and I'm like, no, 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 this is good. Look at it. (laughs) Watch. You have to see this part. I hope that wasn't annoying. Anyway.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Like, there was a lot of there was a lot of visual storytelling going on in like that first couple of minutes, which was yeah. not present in most of the rest of the show. Yeah. But it was like, they very quickly established like, and it was some great show. Don't tell It's like, this is a teenager who mm-hmm. is in high school. Like she's got her school books in the car with her while she's on a stakeout trying to catch a cheating spouse. Like it was, there was a lot of fun yeah. like, stuff in that very, very quick amount of time. Yeah. Uh, And then her stakeout was interrupted By a motorcycle gang.
0: (laughs) What I love is that they very well could have shot and may have, that could have been the pitch for the entire show is just describing that scene, Mm -hmm. even showing that scene. Right. Because the, the visuals we're getting is a very sleazy looking guy in like a silk robe walking out of one of the rooms of the motel to get ice from the ice machine. Mm -hmm. When we get context for the scene later, that's not the guy that she's actually there to take pictures of. He's some other guy. And like, we find out why the motorcycle gang is there, but the initial shot just like gives us like this is what the show is gonna be like without giving us any of the overall story. Yep. But it all works when we get the overall story later. I was I was really appreciating the craft in a way I didn't when I first watched it.
1: Which I think after that initial like five minute scene, kind of the the cold open yeah. of that of the show. Mm-hmm. I think that's why the rest of the show felt kind of sparse to me Mm -hmm. because we got such a download of like a very like like a very high concept and like a very kind of like there was a lot of storytelling and a lot of things were introduced and then the rest of the show was just kind of like and now we're doing that yeah but like there wasn't the same level of detail incorporated into introducing other characters like you didn't get the foible so like her thing is she's jaded detective but also a high schooler yeah you know, and but the the but also for most of the other characters wasn't really on display. I'm sure, like having watched the rest of the show, you're like, yeah, but like it's right from right, right since the first episode. He has that weird ring, and the ring yeah. is the thing. You know, like, yeah. but like I just it wasn't coming across for a lot of the other characters as much. Yeah, there was a thing that I saw in
0: the episode and went, oh yeah, I think that's I think that means that thing. When are they going to reveal that? And then they don't. And I'm like, am I imagining it? But there's got to be a reason for the thing that I saw. It doesn't make sense to have been there otherwise. Right. Were they just setting that up for later? It seems weird they didn't address it in the moment. Did they just run out of time? And they thought, you know, we'll just leave the fact that he's wearing that shirt in. And it'll come up later. And it'll just be either people won't notice it or they will. And they'll be intrigued or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh.
1: So then we get the, the very yeah. like... Mid-aughts opening Ugh. credits sequence. It's
0: one of the greatest opening credits songs that wasn't written, not purpose written, like needle drop opening credit songs. I never wanted to skip that. Like when I was watching it, when I watched the whole show, it's right. the Dandy Warhols, uh, We Used to Be Friends, and I... I just I did did you like the song? I don't oh, know. Oh like... yeah.
1: I'm a I'm a big Dandy Warhols fan. Oh, you are, Ever since looks. uh hearing Bohemian Like You on an episode of Buffy. Yeah, like <laughs> Back to Buffy. Back in the day.
0: Yeah. Oh, a long time ago. We used to be friends, but I haven't thought of you lately at all. I feel like the song actually Takes on new meanings as the show goes on. I don't know. It's like I I really feel like it was a it was a great choice. Not just the vibe, like mm-hmm. the lyrics, it, everything about it is is I don't know. It's I really love that song. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, we see all the characters with like. The, their names look like the page, the image has been torn. like uh-huh. it's, And there's notebook paper right. with little sketches of like chalk outlines and things that are <laughs> vaguely crime related with the person, the, the actor's name. And I, I, just, I thought that was delightful. And I was just, I was trying not to lose it over like each person and being like, oh, this person. Oh, this person. Like, I love everyone on the show. Like, these characters are all so good and they go so many places you would never expect. I just... I love the show. Anyway, (laughs) I'm having feelings about it.
1: That opening credit sequence too is kind of that, that sort of just like, I I keep wanting to say heightened reality and I know why you don't quite find that the right Right, thing, but it's like, it's like the imagination. It's if a kid in a high school was imagining themselves in a neo-noir, like it's just kind of like that style. It's like, everything's just, it's, it's just, it's all normal life, but it's just, like the volumes turned up a little bit. Yeah. And that's why I keep saying heightened reality. And like, just like, like the school is like the most school school. And like the vice principal is like
0: super vice principal. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Anyway. So after the credit sequence, what happens?
1: Veronica arrives at school. I think that's what happens. Yeah.
0: I think we go to the school
1: and there's a big crowd gathered at the flagpole. And there's a dude duct taped to the flagpole with the word "snitch" painted on him, because spelled he's... incorrectly. Yep.
0: <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, and he's also he's he's in his uh, his drawers. His drawers. And he's been duct taped, and all the kids are like, "Oh my god! Like, what happened?" Oh yeah. People are,
1: like taking selfies yeah. with him. A guy
0: got up, yeah, took a picture with a, with a digital camera.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: That he happened to have with him at school, because before camera phones, <laughs> this is pre Gossip Girl. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe camera phones come up later. It's just they weren't quite as uh, ubiquitous yet. I yeah. don't know. But anyway, uh, Veronica walks up. Snicks open her uh, <laughs> her t- pocket knife.
1: Tiny little pocket knife. Yeah. Like you could fly with this pocket knife.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I no honestly it looked like a very practical, like not trying to yeah. look cool, but like a very practical one. It's a wide short blade. Yeah. Anyway, she cuts him down. Uh, and everyone's like, "Ooh, she's weird."
1: yeah which I'm just gonna say this right here uh this is like it's a thing for me with t v or or movies or whatever where it's just like the weird loner outsider kid just i'm like does not look like
0: well they that's pretty explained though, yeah, in but, the show there's no, a reason she's a pariah,
1: I know that's why I'm saying like. I appreciated the show. Oh,
0: okay, sorry.
1: Is because that's it's such a cliche that it's like, oh, that's the kid no one wants to eat lunch with, and it's like
0: that person wh- is a beautiful, yeah, uh, well dressed human being, like who is you, talented
1: and sassy and, and like, yeah,
0: smart and and interesting, and there's no reason for them to be it's, such a, yeah. a social pariah. But for her, that it's built into her character that she w- used to be one of the popular kids.
1: Yeah, like, which
0: we learn in like the next scene, at, I think, at lunch.
1: Yeah, it's the opposite of of trying to sell me that Lindsay Lohan is not a popular girl in Mean Girls. I'm yeah.
0: like, hmm, that is she is right. She is like almost immediately.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's, it's supposedly that they transform her into their clique or whatever, and it's like she there's
0: it's because she's new anyway. Yeah. We won't go into we're not, this is not an episode about Mean
1: Girls. Although I mean Amanda Seyfried does show up later, so
0: that's true. <laughs> Isn't it Seyfried? I
1: guess.
0: I've I, never met her. I, yeah.
1: Why would either of us know? <laughs> she doesn't return my calls. Rude. <laughs> uh, uh, so she, she cuts him down off the flagpole, and uh, then it cuts to her getting her locker searched, I think is the next scene. Yeah,
0: yeah. We should have taken notes. Uh, uh, I didn't think we needed it. But... Principal
1: dial to, or vice Principal Dial Tone is there with <laughs> what? Uh, the police. I mean, he was like aggressively a dial tone personality. There was just I'm,
0: like, I need explanation of, of what you mean by that.
1: By dial tone? Yeah. Like a dial tone is like, you know, when you pick up an, one of those old phones. Yes, I know what a dial like, tone is. Or it's just like he's just like his voice is kind of flat. His his suit is just very like not everything about him is kind of nondescript, and he is so like exactly a vice principal that there's no defining personality to him other than being a vice principal. Yeah. Um, which I loved. I yeah. Was like clearly they're going to build this guy up, but right now he's just like Veronica Mars. Why does trouble always follow you? Yeah. Uh, but not in a comical way. They're not playing
0: up. Like it's not, it's not, Um, um, he's not Ben Stein. Yeah. Where it's funny that he talks like this. Yeah. Bueller. Bueller. He's not quite that level. He's more boring than that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they,
0: uh, she makes, a, her voiceover makes a comment about how the random locker searches are the school's, you know, last grasp to, you know, f- fight the losing war on drugs. She said, unfortunately, the random searches aren't as random as they think they are. I know they're going to happen before the vice principal does. And then there's a, uh, like a deputy from the sheriff's department with a d- drug sniffing dog and the vice principal, they ask her to open her locker. I love when the dog barks and she...
1: Like shushes it. She
0: shushes it, but she knows its name. Yeah. Which we we find out later. Her, you know, her dad used to be the sheriff, but it's like, she's like, like, bingo, down or something. He's like, yeah. Mm. So she opens her locker. It is completely empty, spotless, except for a picture of the vice principal cut into the shape of a heart taped to the inside. And she delivers that amazing Kristen Bell. Wow, this is a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at her like, "You little, <laughs> got him again."
1: <laughs> so good. Uh, oh, then it so good cuts to she's she's eating lunch and no one's eating lunch with her.
0: Yeah, she's alone. She's he... watching the popular kids table and narrating via voiceover. There's the popular kids and she explains that in this town this she describes it as a town without a middle class.
1: Yeah, it's all you're either a millionaire or you work for millionaires.
0: Yeah, pretty much that's everyone who lives in this town, which they later establish in the show that the area code not the, the zip code for the area is 90909. Mm-hmm. So people who the like or or the the rich area, the richest part of town mm-hmm. is that, you know, cuz obviously there's there is, you know, um the the sleazy lawyer that we meet and the strip mm-hmm. club and, and the, the gang members and everything. So the rich area of town is 90909 and the people live there are called, I think it's 09ers, mm-hmm. maybe just Niners. Now I'm not remembering, but it's kind of a cute nickname for the rich people in town. But she's seeing them and doing the voiceover to explain how she used to be a part of that clique.
1: She used to date one of them, and like mm-hmm. he was her in for the school. Yeah,
0: Gee, my dad used to be a sheriff, which had some cachet, but really the only reason I was there is I was dating Duncan Kane, my boyfriend, and his dad is uh, a tech millionaire. Yeah, he invented streaming video,
1: <laughs> which is which how... is
0: honestly, it's like just this side of we invented post its. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, also for, for 2004, I feel like streaming was not... Yeah, like,
0: it was just starting to be a thing, so... That
1: almost seems really prophetic now. Yeah. Like, in the world of, like, the streaming wars.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that guy would be even richer now, right?
1: What a dick.
0: Yeah. Although he he's described as being kind of beloved, because he says, like...
1: Oh yeah, everybody When they discovered it instantly,
0: everyone in his company from the CEO to the secretarial pool became millionaires overnight yeah. and he's pretty beloved. Most people in this town owe their fortunes to this guy.
1: So Yeah. Um, so then while Veronica's watching the popular kids, the guy who was taped to the flagpole whose name I don't remember. Wallace. Wallace sits down with her and she's eating the cafeteria food and Wallace just has like
0: He brown, brown
1: it. He's brown bagging it. So he is definitely. Like I
0: said, he asked for my lunch money first. I think I bagged it. Yeah. Speaking of high school noir, (laughs) brick reference. Oh. uh, Anyway, Wallace uh, sits down.
1: Yeah, and pretty, and they sort of, like Veronica tells him to go away, but then she's like, "No, no, no, you can stay." I'm sorry, I was being, I was being rude. Yeah. Uh, And they kind of chat, and like, I feel like immediately these two characters have like a pretty good chemistry like they cast well that i believe that these people are both a little bit outsiders and they kind of become friends without it being forced like often in television particularly in pilots it's like these people become friends you know the show is about these people becoming friends so we need to make them friends like this is the moment in the show where they become friends like like in uh uh, uh highway to Heaven. It's like, there's just a moment where a oh, switch gosh. flips and now they're friends. Because I know. <laughs> we have to we have to get to the status quo that is the, the rest, the rest of, this of the show. show.
0: And it, it doesn't make any sense for Mark to suddenly like Jonathan, but he just does. But yeah. The I, fact
1: I, that you remember those characters' names this many weeks later. You're welcome. Amazing. Uh, pretty quickly. I can't though, remember
0: it, people I met last week, but I remember characters from bad TV shows that I saw last month. What are you going to do about it?
1: Pretty quickly, Veronica and what was the name of it? Wallace Wallace are interrupted because the bike gang comes up and starts hassling them. Yeah. Hassling Wallace. Cause they're like, you, what's up snitch. You were supposed to wait for us at the pole. Why yeah. don't you wait? Like you're a dead man walking. And they're like, they're being really threatening. And then Veronica is like, leave him alone. And she pretty much like antagonizes the gang a bunch, but makes them look like a bunch of dummies. Yeah. And, uh... She
0: takes on the leader of the gang, like, head-on. She's, like, completely unafraid. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I can't remember the exact exchange, but she's basically like, all right, you know, like, you tack a big game, you know, prove it kind of thing.
2: Yeah.
0: And I think, not to derail, but I think before Wallace sits down when she's looking at the popular kids and reminiscing about when she used to sit over there with them... Does isn't that when she goes into the reason she's also no longer part of that world? Yeah. I mean, we get more of the details as the show goes on.
1: You're right because that that's when we get like the flashback of she was dating the one popular kid and she was besties with his little sister, Mhm. Yeah. Lily. So so adorable yeah. like it's fu- it's it's this is like one of those weird things for me to watch because at the time this came out, I was an appropriate age to have crushes on like Amanda Seafried and um and Kristen Bell and the guy who plays Wallace. So I'm like I remember like vaguely this time period and like the high school shows that were being made and like the fashion sense that's happening, like yeah. the like plaid, like semi pajama pants with a tight t shirt and then like a denim jacket with a shoulder bag. I'm yeah. like that is my sexuality thank you yeah yeah uh, i love how
0: she she basically she becomes a social pariah and immediately develops an actual fashion sense yeah like all all the flashbacks of when she was popular she's wearing just what every popular teenage girl wore that year yeah. and then in the in the present of the show she's wearing what like like uh she she well i mean not like they went real funky with it but she's basically she's uh She's a Delia's catalog. Right. <laughs> the after is a Delia's catalog. The before is, I don't know, Abercrombie and Fitch.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, at, at, over a couple of different points during the episode, we get two main flashback plot lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so let's just cover them here really yeah, quick. Yeah. Just so we can kind of move through the plot a little quicker. Yeah.
0: Her dad was the sheriff. Mm -hmm. She was dating the most popular boy in school, whose dad is a millionaire. She's best friends with uh, his sister, and then
1: his the sister, her best friend, is murdered, and like we get like pretty graphic shot of it. I mentioned earlier, yeah, brutally murdered, not like poisoned. Yeah,
0: she's bashed over the head.
1: Yeah, Uh, and then Veronica is like out to dinner with her dad, but he's in his squad car or whatever. Yeah, he gets
0: called in. He's on duty. Um, He gets called to a disturbance at the Kane estate.
1: And they go and the daughter's dead and the son is like staring off into space. And Veronica's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And it's like, then she goes and looks and sees the body. And then she
0: did establish that he broke up with her before that happened. Yes. Because she's mentioned like everything was great. And then one day he just ended it for no reason. So that's still a bit of a mystery. It's not like they broke up because of the... Right. Of,
1: the, of the, what happened. Yeah. And we're, we're getting, like, a lot of this stuff, I can tell that the two flashbacks are teasing plot lines that are going to be happening further into the future. mm mm-hmm. uh, So it's established that the, the sister, Veronica's friend, is dead. And then that leads to a chain of events that tears Veronica's world apart. So Veronica's dad, the sheriff, is investigating the crime, and he is absolutely certain that it's Mr. Kane, who is Lily's father Lily's father and Veronica's boyfriend's dad, it, that he's responsible. Yeah. And tries to, you know, build a case against him and everything like that ends up failing. Mm-hmm. And there's like, it's very embarrassing for him because uh, a couple of weeks after he does that, or at some point, some uh, six weeks after the murder, someone releases the crime
0: scene video. Yeah. Like video footage of the body. Mm hmm. And it's, it's all over the, the whole internet made possible by streaming video. Yeah. ironic.
1: So this like horrible irony. Her dad is deposed as sheriff in an emergency election. Yeah. Uh, dickhead sheriff. His
0: horrible, horrible deputy.
1: Becomes sheriff. Becomes sheriff. Fucking Branch. (laughs)
0: He's so much worse than Branch. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh Uh, my God. Like Branch is a, is a perfect cinnamon bun by comparison <laughs> sorry we're talking we're talking about longmire go I back know. and listen to the longmire so, episode if yeah, you yeah, haven't yeah. catch so, up with us
1: so <laughs> uh he he becomes sheriff her dad ends up becoming a private investigator and kind of like becomes like the schlubby you know ill-fitting suit pi yeah and but still like
0: he's 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 in it for the justice not yeah. not you know you know, he's he's. I, I just want to dif- differentiate between like the kind of schlubby PI who's kind of in it because he likes being part of this tawdry world, yeah. or whatever. You know, like he's not quite like the the schlubby
1: lawyer who comes in.
0: Well, he's not really schlubby. He's kind of sleazy. I,
1: I bring up the word I bring up the word schlubby to describe her dad as a PI because I get the sense that. How there's kind of that self-aware enjoyment of the noirness in her yeah. narrations. I feel like her dad is like, "Well, I'm a PI, so I got to dress like one of those yeah. those PIs." Yeah, like,
0: he's a he, nerd, and and I love him. Yeah, like he's a nerd, and he knows it. Uh, but he's a sweet. He's a good dude. You know. Yeah. But yeah. Um. He also. Uh. It also breaks up her parents' marriage yes. because he is absolutely convinced that that Mr. Kane, the dad, did did it. He is mm-hmm. still convinced, even though. Uh, evidence after, after he's deposed because of the video being leaked, um, I don't know if deposed is the right word, but after he's fired,
1: fired. uh,
0: the evidence comes to light that ties everything up in a nice little bow, Mm -hmm. a disgruntled employee who was recently fired and had made some complaints against the company, um, a backpack with Lily's shoes in it is found yeah. on his houseboat and, and he confesses. Yeah. And it's like, well, there you go. He confessed. Obviously, he must have neat. done it, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and so Veronica's mom is out of the picture and all she leaves yeah. Veronica is a note that says, I'll be back for you someday. And a music box. Yeah. And it, it's clear it's clear that her
0: parents are were already having troubles just during the investigation. Mm-hmm. And then when uh, her dad gets fired, it's the loss of income and status is like yeah, the seems to be the much. last straw. Um,
1: and so that's the first of the yeah. kind of flashback plot lines. The other one is that Veronica at some point in the episode says and this was the most like shocking kind of hard boiled moment. In the episode, because she delivers this line. She's like, want to know how I lost my virginity? So do I.
0: Yeah, because somebody says like, yeah, based on what I've heard about you, I guess, uh, you know, sexual innuendo.
1: And we just get this, and I already mentioned that the scene is kind of long, but it's like this like really actually kind of hard to watch scene where she's like at a party. Someone slips her a drink with a roofie in it.
0: And you see her wandering around looking a bit dazed, lying down on a pool lounge by the hot tub because she cannot stand any longer. And then you see her waking up the next morning in an unfamiliar bed. Her dress is kind of, or like one of the straps is torn
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and she finds her underwear on the floor. She says she never told her dad.
1: Yeah. Because because she she didn't even know what he would do. Yeah. But Uh. she
0: did report it to the sheriff.
1: And he is just a, dick to her and he's like yeah. go see the wizard and tell him to get you a backbone or something like yeah that. which like...
0: by the point we see that flashback we've already had uh wallace's story where mm-hmm. he makes the same reference so yeah. it's god that guy's such a sleazeball oh lordy
1: anyway so uh... we, a, we so through those flashbacks we've established veronica's status quo and that yeah. having those flashbacks happen um and instead jumping in with this character like a year into this new normal for her. Yeah. it it That is really interesting. And I think that's why I wanted there to be more happening with her present day. Because her past is really fascinating. But how it all lines up with the present day isn't quite clear in the pilot. Mm, Other okay. than the fact that like the popular kids were the popular kids she was near. Yeah. But like there's just like some relationships are a little bit nebulous in terms of her and the rest of the school. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can see how, you know, this is going to develop into things. Yeah. I just, I, this is a a case I think of, I wanted this pilot to be a 90 minute pilot. Yeah. I just, I wanted a little more fleshed out. Um, sure. But they, they got in, they did what they needed to do and then they, they got out. So those two flashbacks establish her history.
0: Yeah, and they they're at least started right in that yeah. scene. We get more of them throughout the episode, but that's intro. Those two storylines uh, are kind of introduced during that part. Yeah. So then Wal-
1: Wallace is getting hassled by the gang members. Right.
0: She sends him packing. Yeah. She's a badass.
1: And then Wallace tells her what he did to piss them off. Right. Which is he is the night clerk at like a convenience store. Type, type gas thing. Station, yeah. Whatever. And a couple of the gang members come in and just, like, fill their large hoodies. It's so 90s. Like, yeah. the clothes they're, they're wearing. They're are...
0: huge coats. Yeah, yeah. They're wearing these, like, big baggy coats. They just walk in and start taking 40s or whatever with impunity yeah. and tuck them in their pockets. Then they walk up to him, lay a pack of gum on the counter, give him a single dollar bill, and then just walk out like, how what are you going to do about it? But he's already pushed the silent alarm.
1: Yeah. So then the cops show up.
0: This shitty, shitty sheriff. Yeah. This at- complete asshole. And
1: he's like, "Come outside," and he's like, "Did these? Are these the guy? You know?" Yeah. He,
0: drags him outside in front of the rest like of the motorcycle all gang,
1: thirty of them,
0: which are all parked there on their motorcycles.
1: Yeah. It's just like, oh my god.
0: Uh, and in front of all of them says, "They said they paid. Did they?" And it's weird. Like at first, it almost sounds like he believes them. Yeah. And then Wallace, being in front of this entire gang, says, "No, no, yeah, they 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 paid." And he's like, "But you hit the sound alarm. It's like, I, it was an accident." And the sheriff is mad. Walks inside, takes the surveillance tape, yeah, and then leaves and says, tells the deputy like, yeah, you know, yeah. take him downtown. We've got what we need." Yeah. And he's he's mad at Wallace for not having the balls to. Say, yeah, they stole in front of the rest of the gang. Like, why does he drag him outside? His behavior is nonsense. But, like, not in a bad writing way. In a He's in such an asshole way. Yeah. But, yeah, he says, and that's when the moment when he says, hey, maybe you should go see the wizard. Tell him to give you some guts. (laughs) This guy is fast running out of things that the wizard did not actually give to people in Wizard Balls. I would have actually
1: appreciated that more if there had been four instances in the show where yeah. he said like that's his thing yeah it would have been so funny it's like you know his like wife walks out him he's like why don't you go to see the wizard and have him give you a heart and like
0: yeah except that would have involved more of that character and we don't need any more no, of him no
1: I'm just saying
0: plenty if you're
1: gonna if you're gonna establish a pattern you need yeah. to fucking finish it it's, I it's,
0: thought it worked it's when it he does initially... I'm just
1: saying I want all four of them okay, I want all okay. four I want the set I need the set.
0: He doesn't. He doesn't. Anyway, moving on.
1: So Veronica says to Wallace, "I can help you figure yeah. this out."
0: He, she got the gang members to go away by saying, "Give him a week." Yeah, because and they're like, "All right, you seem tough, and you kind of you." sparred with us, you know, verbally enough that like, sure, we'll give you a week. And then in a week, we're going to still make this kid pay Mm -hmm. or whatever. But she clearly has some sort of plan to get them off of Wallace's back that requires a week. And she tells Wallace, like, you want to, you know, know how to get these guys off your back. Like I have a scheme, (laughs) although there's two different scenes where she and Wallace sit at that table. Yeah. And they're kind of mushing together in my head because it's not that important what, in what order they happen. But uh, in one of them, he says, man, you should hear the things people say about you. And she's like, then why are you sitting here? And he's like, well, I figure I could go hang out with the kids who laughed and took pictures of me. Or I could hang out with the chick who cut me down. Fair. Pretty cheap, Pretty easy choice.
1: Yeah. So. So she's going to help Wallace. Yeah. The other uh, sort of thing that she's working on in the episode is introduced in the next scene where she goes to her dad's PI office, Mars Investigations. Yeah. And, uh, she goes in and she has like her little desk in kind of the secretary area, but like, it's a very functional, functional desk she's got all her, like her laptop and all of her stuff mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. I, I, I actually commented in the scene, I was like, man, things in the nineties were so like, or not nineties, but like in the early aughts, like TV was so sparse, like houses didn't look like people lived in them. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like one nice futon and a plant in the corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But her desk, her little office corner, looks like it's actually being used. Yeah. I thought that was really great. Um, yeah. And her dad's desk, too. Like, other parts of their office, I was like, that looks very set dressy. But, like, the parts that they're clearly going to be spending a lot of time in... Yeah. ...look very lived in. Which, for this era of TV, is is outside the norm. That was great. So she's there, and uh, this guy comes in, the sleazy lawyer.
0: Yeah. Wearing an extremely 90s suit. Three buttons. And those lapels. <laughs> He swans in, and I immediately love this character <laughs> because he walks in like, "Hey, Veronica, she's like, my dad's in a meeting and he's like, "Sure. <laughs> that's okay. beside that's clearly beside the point. <laughs> yeah, because he he lays it down really like immediately, like he knows what's up. He knows Veronica actually is handling a bunch of the cases. Yeah, he says, like, yeah, your dad's always uh, traveling around catching bail jumpers, and yet all of the cases seem to get solved how curious and she's like i don't i'm sure i don't know to what you were referring and he's like anyway i'm just gonna leave this file open on your desk about a case and if you maybe want to look into it i mean you know what if your your dad dad wants to look into it i just love that this guy's like look you're a 16 year old 17 year old girl Yeah. uh, I don't care. I know that you're the one who gets shit done around here. And yeah. so it's fine. It at no point does he play the like, hey girly, maybe you should leave this work to the to the big boys yeah. or any shit like that. He's absolutely like, I know you're the one who really gets shit done around here. Or not really not that her dad doesn't.
1: Yeah. But like but he he all he knows that she is at least an equal partner.
0: Yeah. In this yeah.
1: endeavor. Which I loved this scene because this is the best of what this show could be. Mm-hmm. Where you have a a noir staple where you have the man and the woman talking and they're flirting mm-hmm. but their conversation doesn't have any flirtatiousness in it because they can't cuz she's the rich dame and he's the PI or whatever yeah and and you have it where it's this, like, adult man talking to this teenage girl, and it could have been so easy to play that scene, like, not okay. Yeah. It, and yet... He could
0: have been... He's clearly a bit sleazy, yeah. but not in that way.
1: Right. And and yet, they play it. It's fun. It's playful. Yeah. They're both kind of like, we know what we're actually talking about here. Yeah. And I just... I was so charmed by it.
0: Because he says, so my client, Loretta, whatever, works uh, down at the Seven Veils. And she's like classy. And he says, hey, Veronica, these are my people. Yeah. Like, he, he is a lawyer. And he represents, you know, the the lower classes. Like, yeah. he, he is, this is what he does. He's later shown representing the two gang members. Like, this is, his, mm-hmm. and, he, and he has no shame about it. He's like, these are my people. This is, this is what I do. And it's like. I love that he plays the role that in for most shows would be would make him sleazy. Right. He would be only in it for the money and he would be leering at Veronica. But he's not. No. He's like, this is what I do. Yeah. And he's he's th- he's a good guy. He's yeah. clearly a good guy. He knows what's up. I just I love him. He's great. I don't remember that much about where his character goes.
1: But in the, he's in on the show. Pilot, but he's like, great. yeah. So he kind of leaves this like thing for her to do. And then he heads out. And her dad comes out of his office with a client who is, uh, like is it crystal Christy Kane. It's, I can't remember her. It's her Mrs. First name. Kane.
0: It's yeah. It is the wife of the, the streaming video.
1: millionaire. Magnate. Yeah. The and mother of the dead daughter, the
0: mother of the dead daughter, the mother of the ex boyfriend. Yeah. It's. And Veronica's like, what the hell is she doing here? In her voiceover. Cause she's like, yeah, if, if, there's anyone she hates more than me it's my dad Mm -hmm. because i uh broke her son's heart or whatever but my dad tried to put her husband in jail (laughs) and failed to solve the crime of her daughter's murder so what the hell is she doing here we get that with their conversation basically uh it's pretty she doesn't explicitly say it Mm -hmm. but it becomes very clear that She is concerned that her husband is having an affair, and the only reason she goes to Mars Investigations is because. Oh, she says, I know if there's anyone who will be dogged in pursuing my husband, it's you. So she's like, a dig in. Yeah. It's like, I am. I once hated you for assuming my husband's guilt, and now I'm using your dislike of him to potentially get proof that he is doing. Now he is doing something wrong.
1: Which that one little fact kind of i was like uh-oh is this gonna be a show i think that's one of the reasons i'm like pushing back so much on this it feels really small and the world feels kind of incomplete mm-hmm. so i'm like oh is this gonna be a show where the same eight people are constantly showing up involved in every case <laughs> uh because like we've all seen that show yeah and i'm sure that there's going to be a lot more the town is going to be wider and more colorful but like yes. it's just like the thing where it's like Oh, this is that's the fine. one guy oh, in the I just town. remembered
0: like, a specific episode. I'm losing my mind over it. Okay, sorry. Continue.
1: It's fine. <laughs> uh, Sleazy sleazy lawyer has left her the thing. Uh, So that's her case to work on. Yeah. And her dad has been asked to follow Mr. Kane. Mm-hmm. But then... Uh, he gets a phone call. He gets a phone call. There's a bail jumper that he's got to go chase. Yeah. So he has to leave town. And... This was like this was the other like really endearing scene that it, that endeared the show to me was Veronica's like there'll be a ticket for you by the time you get to the airport. It's like she's they have this codependent father-daughter relationship that I just found so sweet. Yeah. Cuz they're yeah. they're running this business together and she's she loves helping. I I can't quite explain why it was so endearing to me, but it's just like
0: it's... She, she loves her dad and is committed to him so much that yeah. in addition to being a high school student who has a somewhat tumultuous life, she is half running his business for yeah. him. She says, he's like, all right, I got to go. I got to get to the airport. She's like, there'll be a ticket for you by the time you get there. Yeah. Uh, you want a rental car when you get to Texas or wherever he's going? And he's like, yeah, nothing flashy this time. And they have a little back, back yeah. and forth about it. And he's like, okay, well, fine. I'll get you a Crown Vic. Once a cop, always a cup. Yeah, and It's like. It's it's a fun little interplay that you would expect between a detective and his sec- secretary, not necessarily between a dad and his teenage daughter. Yeah. But the the part that I really love is the conversation they have right at the end before he leaves, which mm-hmm. I think is what you were leading up to.
1: Yeah, where he's he's like, don't don't go after this case, and like Jake
0: that, Jake yeah. Kane, don't go after Jake Kane. Yeah. Leave that case alone. I will handle it when I get back. Yeah. And then he says, Oh, and by the way, Veronica, when you go after Jake Kane, take backup. <sighs>
1: Like he knows she's gonna do it. Yeah,
0: there's no moment where he goes, okay, fine. He just it it is part of the conversation. Yeah. Look, I have to say the don't do it. I will do it. I have to go through these motions, but I also know you're gonna do it anyway. So at least please take back up. Yeah.
1: So that brings us all the way back around to Veronica sitting in the car outside the sleazy motel. Yeah, and we find out that she's trying to get a photo of Jake Kane with whoever he's yeah. with in this hotel room. While she's waiting for that, the biker gang comes up and hassles her again. Yeah, and that's where she kind of establishes like. I, I I'll I'll sort this all out like yeah. leave me alone there's a fun little moment where the biker gang starts to threaten her and this like large uh like dog yeah dog yeah ch- like attacks him and she's like back up be chill I
0: love honestly I in I loved it in the moment uh-huh. and I have often referenced that to people and talking about a really good reveal yeah in a in a tv show they says take back up and it, it just good. reads as, like, take somebody with you yeah. or something yeah. like that. And instead, it's literally their dog's name is backup. How freaking cute is that? So good. And then she also tases one of the gang members who, try, who tried to get too close to her. And it's clear that between those two actions and her sort of, like, cool head and, like, not being phased by them, in, even in that moment, you can tell it already impresses the gang leader. Who Did you catch what his name is? No. His, his like, gang name is uh. Weevil. Seriously, <laughs> it's just left the room. <laughs>
1: that is so good.
0: Yeah. The best part about it is... Jeez. Okay, it'll break my house. So,
1: Sorry. Where... was
0: this? Just set it on the... I'll, I'll put it back. Anyway. <laughs> the, Weevil. I'm still yeah, reacting. The Give great thing about it is that he says it. Yeah. But it's not in a funny scene. It's not revealed like a punchline. No. We don't find why. It's just at the end of that scene, he says, hey, you get lonely out here. We will love you long time or something like that. <laughs> like and make a little kissy face at her or something like that. Like he's been making kind of sexual comments to her the whole time. Like it's, I just, it, it was really, he says it. Yeah. And I was waiting to see if you would go like, did he just fucking say his name is Weevil? Yeah, I'm sure that at some point during the show, they address why his name is Weevil, but yeah. it is, it is not mentioned, but he, it is not addressed, but he does say it. I just think it's so interesting that oh, an inscrutable thing like this tough Hispanic gang member guy with the bald head and the goatee and like the leather jacket on the motorcycle. His name is Weevil and it's just not addressed. Or treat yeah. it as a joke, he just says it. Anyway, so in that moment I love that she earns enough respect from him that when his uh, Felix, I think is one of the gang members yeah. who like tried to get all up in her business she tases him, he falls to the ground he tries to climb back up and get back at her and she kind of like d- d- the taser at yeah. him like the sparks fly at the top or whatever and he kind of, his eyes go wide and Weevil goes okay, lay off Felix, we get it you're a fucking badass, just don't, don't be an idiot though. Like you get the sense that he's, he's pretty he's smart. Like yeah. he is, he's cool. Like he's kind of shitty. He did, yeah. he did a uh, duct tape Wallace to a flagpole, but it's like, he's, he's not a, he's not, he's, he's a more complex character yeah. than often you know gang members are yeah. treated as on crime shows.
1: So. Yeah. So after this exchange, mm-hmm. like Veronica's like, I'll get, I'll get the cops off your back. Like. I'll solve it.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Veronica's plan goes into action. And I'm... But we
0: don't see... I love that she doesn't... I don't think she explicitly says to him, I have a plan to get the cops off your back.
1: She doesn't say it to anybody, but she's like... She just kind of acts calm and collected. Yeah.
0: We know she has a plan, but we don't know what it is. Yeah. And even as it starts to unfold, you're like, how does this all lead to Wallace getting the gang members off of his back? Or like, how is this all related? Anyway, the first step is she goes to a kid in like a pottery class.
1: Uh huh.
0: Corky, I think is his name or corny. Yeah. And he's just looking at a notebook where Uh presumably sketches. And he's like, Oh man, this is like wild. Just like, can you do it? He's like, yeah, totally, man. You know, he's, classic stoner
1: so then that's the first step in veronica's like 12-step plan yeah and i i think i can just lay this out really quickly just to just okay okay so Veron, the thing that veronica has had the guy make ends up getting planted in the locker of one of the rich kids
0: logan logan who's the moderately psychopathic uh antagonistic child of, a movie star. child of a movie star. He was the boyfriend of her former best friend who was yeah. killed.
1: He's a he's a piece of trash. Yes. So he's a rope of work. The thing was planted in his locker. There's another one of those random locker checks with yeah. vice principal and sheriff douche. And it's like a huge bong. Yeah. Which you would never keep in your locker. No, no. Whatever. It is
0: a comical it's it's also an embarrassing bong because yeah. the the like the glass part is whatever, but the rest of it looks like a little, like, cherub or, like, a little cupid yeah. or something. Like, it is a bong that, uh, in addition to getting him in trouble at school, it, it would be embarrassing if any other students saw it, right? right? Like,
1: Which they do, because he yeah. gets paraded through the halls with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... The bong ends up going to the evidence locker at the sheriff's department. Mm -hmm. And then Veronica and Wallace uh, use his skills with remote control things. Because he's seen flying a remote control airplane. Yeah, he's got a
0: remote control airplane. His ability to use that to cause the bong to burst into flames is a little bit hand wave. (laughs) Like...
1: Yeah. I mean, it's don't explain if you're, you're using those are really expensive, like multi controller things. Yeah. I used to be really into RC planes. Yeah. So oh, like okay. you could just buy another actuator and have it go. But it's not really explained. Yeah. The point is he he does it. Yeah. Uh, the the bong makes a bunch of smoke. There's a there's a fire uh, a fire alarm at yeah. the sheriff's department and there's a switcheroo. Where, yeah,
0: the the firefighters show up to put out the flames, and you're like, I still don't understand yeah. how this is helping anyone. Why did they get it in there only to destroy the evidence? Yeah.
1: And but then, then
0: she later goes to the fire department,
1: and she's like, Did you make the switch? And he's like, Yeah, I did. Here you go. And he gives her something.
0: He gives her an envelope. Yeah. And she over her voiceover says like, There are plenty of people in town who still love Dad. Yeah. And sometimes that's useful.
1: So then uh, we fast forward to. The uh, the Dane court where the gang members are oh. being prosecuted. I'm gonna get to that. A strip club. Oh, I forgot about the strip club. Yeah, yeah. So at some point prior to this, we've seen Veronica staking out a strip club with a video camera instead of right. a still camera.
0: Yeah, because part of what the lawyer character said was that look, um, my I don't remember what she was. She was uh, she was arrested for something. His his. Client is a dancer at the Seven Veils mm-hmm. strip club and she was arrested for something unrelated, I'm pretty sure. But she says she happens to know that the club has an interesting way of keeping their liquor license despite a very lax relationship with ID checking. Yeah. And she wants to trade that information to make some kind of deal.
1: Right. So this So Veronica states that out, yeah. In courtroom scene where the two gang members are being prosecuted Sheriff sitting there in the court being a dick.
0: Yeah, he's like leaning back in the chair, all casual, like his arm out. And he's like, By the time we got there, they had stuffed 12 bottles in their yeah. coats, <laughs> even though they only took two we saw.
1: And they're like, So uh, let's watch the video. The, and they uh, yeah. put the videotape into the VCR in court, in court. And it's a video of one of the sheriff's deputies getting a no bob. Yeah, uh,
0: taking taking a dancer from yeah. the club into his car, and the judge is like, "What are we seeing here, Sheriff? Is that one of your deputies?" And the sheriff's like, "I uh w- how."
1: <laughs> and Veronica has walked into court at yeah. just the moment that that happens, and then yes. walks out again just to have her little yeah. see it.
0: And right as they see that, and they everyone is looking at the video like, "What are we seeing?" That's when you Veronica zooms in on the squad car. Yeah. The Guy's in uniform in the squad car, and the dancer then goes, her The head, head goes, goes down, into his lap. it doesn't come up, doesn't come up, no, no bobs. bobs, no bobs, but her head does go down, and everyone in the audience goes, Oh, shit, it is what we thought we yep, were seeing. Yep, yep. And in that moment, the lawyer goes, Uh, is your honor, would this be a good time to ask for dismissal in the people versus Loretta, whatever you know, case? And the judge is like, Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> So he has clearly gotten this dancer off of whatever bullshit charge she was arrested for. Uh, the And also the the gang gang members members will also be set free because now there's no evidence.
1: Right. So that kind of ties it all up in a neat little bow. Yeah. The last scene of the gang members and Wallace plotline happens on the beach where all of the things that are happening in veronica's life kind of come together at the same time so veronica's at the beach with wallace and she like pulls out the videotape and she's like here now you have it like the power's back to you to who you want to talk to or whatever which is really cool that she like gives him she she empowers him to do whatever he wants. yeah she
0: doesn't keep the video and go i'm the one in control now she gives it to him
1: yeah which is a like a very sweet selfless act that i feel like says a lot about her character uh the gang members show up no. Uh, sorry, I mean, they're a gang, too. The rich assholes wow. show up. The
0: rich assholes show up. Let's not ingra- and, aggrandize them.
1: And King Douche is like... Logan. Uh, Logan is like, you know what your little stunt with the bong cost me? It cost me my car. And he's got, like, a freaking tire, tire iron. iron. And he smashes out the headlights on her yeah. little, like, convertible. Black Chrysler yeah. LeBaron. <laughs> yeah.
0: And the great part is, that as he's asking her, he's like... What do you think it cost me? Or something like that. Yeah. And she's making sassy guesses. And every time he's like wrong, he smashes a, you know, a, a headlight or something. She flinches a little with the first one. Yeah. But she's like not going to let this guy see see her. Like, she's not going to be like, please Logan, don't. Or whatever. Because he is a, such a jackass. Yeah. It cannot be overstated. Then- and But also, he's got that feel of like, he's not just a jackass. He's not like a, he's... They they kind of pitch him as, like, he's a bit of a psychopath. And uh, he says, I love this line because it was extremely, this character. He says, it cost me my car. My daddy took my T-Bird away. And you know what I'm not going to have? Fun, fun, fun. It's, like, such a weird, because it's such a dated reference yeah. for him to make. But it feels, instead of feeling like, sometimes teenagers make dated references on TV shows and you go, you can just feel the white men in their late yeah. 40s writing the show, going, What are the it kids' uh, feels What are right kids talk character. about? For that character, it just feels like the kind of weird, slightly unhinged reference he would make. Yeah. In that moment when he is advancing on Veronica with the tire iron. Though. The
1: Weevil Knievels
0: show up. <laughs> oh, get it well done well done strangely thank you you. and you you didn't have the whole episode to think about that because you didn't know his name that's what i
1: thought of as i was outside the room
0: wow well done i really gotta lodge you for that one (laughs) audience i mean come on take a moment and appreciate that joke they're on motorcycles you see anyway
1: (laughs) so they show up and uh kind of surround everybody weevil takes the tire iron away and smashes up logan's vehicle friend's car the friend goes
0: hey man that's not his car it's my mom's and she he goes she can bill me (laughs) so good smashes up the car a little bit and then then goes to logan
1: no he says to logan's voice he's like run for the hills i ain't gonna tell you again
0: yeah but he goes to logan and he says now apologize to her but logan isn't he's not gonna apologize yeah he says like, you know, bite me or whatever
1: and Weevil punches him in the stomach.
0: Yeah, in the gut, and then he says, apologize. And he says something else, snarky. He's it's there is a bit of a mirror between yeah. how his his he's like, I am not gonna let you get the satisfaction of making me apologize is the same vibe as when he was advancing on Veronica and Veronica's yeah. like, You can break my car, but I'm not gonna beg, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna like ask for your, you know. Yeah, yeah. pardon or whatever uh he he gives him a punch in the face his nose is bloody and then she says like come on lay off
1: i don't want his apology And he's like he's like are you
0: sure man i could do this all day this yeah. is fun <laughs> and she's like yeah no, i don't need his apology it's not like show mercy on him it's don't bother because i don't want his apology yeah.
1: and
0: it's a nice moment
1: so the then the rich logan boys... and the
0: rich boys run away
1: logan and the rich boys <laughs> yeah it's my boy band
0: <laughs> oh there is I don't know why but I clearly remembered this line yeah. rang to me like a pop culture reference I've heard repeated many times and I can't imagine it does because Felix one of the, the gang member who got tased mm-hmm. has like gotten when they first show up and they're freaking out the rich boys but like yeah. oh no somebody badder asser than us has showed up Yeah. one of them gets in the car and pulls out a CD and goes yo how's this O-Town CD I mean my little sister likes it but she also likes ponies you know what I'm saying <laughs> So good. Weirdly, that line rang to me. I, f- I felt like I had heard it a million yeah. times, but like I, d- I've not rewatched the pilot since the first time I saw it, So yeah. I don't know why that line of all things.
1: It was some good stuff. Though.
0: Yeah. I don't know why, but it was, it was pretty funny. Felix gets one in.
1: <laughs> so then, uh, the rich boys fuck off and there's this moment where, uh, Veronica says to gang leader. Yeah like
0: he says he he says like so that uh, evidence seems to have disappeared
1: yeah and uh uh wallace is like yeah I, I have it now yeah and the gang leader's like
0: he says you know what's the deal and she says uh, you know so that uh, tape disappeared and she goes yeah you're welcome uh we've got the tape now or something Mm -hmm. like that. And then he says, you know, he points to the car and says, my uncle's got an auto body shop up on whatever street. If you bring a, you come in, I'll make sure your body gets the care taken care of the way it deserves or something. And she goes, apologize. And he goes, I'm sorry, was that too dirty? Like he's genuinely yeah. Oh, I thought we were having a fun thing. I thought we were both enjoying this it's weird just, sexual innuendo yeah. thing. He's like, I'm sorry, was that one too dirty? And she goes, No, apologize to Wallace. Like, you dink. Yeah, I just oh, it's so good because it shows it's it's another layer of Weevil's yeah. personality. He's like, Oh, I'm sorry. I genuinely thought we were both enjoying yeah, yeah, this this yeah. little back and forth.
1: I'm did, I do not want to go be too gross. Far with that I, one? Yeah, I just want to be flirty. Like, I, I wanna, wanna have fun with yeah. this,
0: but I thought I thought you would enjoy it. Yeah, I th- yeah. Did I go too far with that one? Was that too dirty? I just oh it's, mm, it's so, good. I love that character. But so she's like, Apologize to Wallace. Like, so th- he's the one who's got the tape. Yeah. And he says like, All right. All right, man. I'm sorry we taped you up on the pole. So can I have the tape?
1: And Wallace is like, No, nah, I think I'll hold on to it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so and they weird. walk away. It's a nice yeah. moment of power for Wallace.
1: So that's pretty much the episode, except... There's a there's one other big reveal that kind of yeah. happens during her other investigation. Yeah. And it's that she runs... Uh, she gets a photograph of a license plate from the stakeout. She shows the plate to her dad and she's like, I think this is yeah. the plate. I we didn't, should run I, it.
0: I couldn't get the money shot because the yeah. lady in question stayed in the hotel room. Yeah. Which, honestly, in that scene in so many shows when they get the money shot of, like, the lady still in lingerie leaning out the door to kiss the guy one more time yeah. before he leaves. I'm always like, Why? aren't you trying to be sneaky? Yeah. Stay, keep all of the smooching in the hotel room and then no one will see you. Even if you don't know someone's taking pictures, someone could happen to pass by and see you. It's. I was like, anyway, anyway, I was like, at least this person's smart. She she, does get a picture of the car.
1: So she shows her dad the license plate. She's like, we could run this. We could figure it out. And he looks at it and he goes, we're not investigating this anymore. I'm going to drop the case. Uh, We find out later that her dad has kept the paper and he's still looking into it. Veronica does a little uh, subterfuge and she runs the plate herself. Yeah. And finds out that the car is registered to her mom. Yeah. So that is the big, like, holy shit mic drop, uh, setting up the big mystery that's coming later.
0: Yeah. And it was a nice moment also of her little bit of subterfuge kind of blows back on her because the way she convinces someone to run the plates is she calls whatever tech you know, department. And she goes, you know, she pretends to be Inga, the German receptionist or whatever. And she says, our computer system is down. He's like, I gotta, I, I keep telling you to update. Oh, you're preaching to the choir. They have a fun little exchange. And she says, we had a hit and run, but a, a witness saw the license. Can you run it? Mm-hmm. And so when he runs it, he goes, Phew, boy, some families, what won't they do? And she's like, what, what do you mean? And he says, it's licensed to Le- Leanne, I think, or Lorraine, Leanne Mars. Anyway, the mother, yeah. her mother. And she's like, Oh, shit. With my little bit of subterfuge, I just brought more, like, more for people to whisper about about our family. Good job, me. Anyway, it was was a nice moment of, like, her little whimsical fuckery doesn't always work out exactly the way she wanted. So she then breaks into the... Not breaks into the office, but she breaks into her dad's safe Mm -hmm. and finds that his... He still has his file on the Lily Kane murder. Yeah. And some of the information in it, she comments, is less than a month old, and it includes... The photo that she had handed her dad that he crumpled up. Yeah. Of the car.
1: Anyway. So he's still investigating it. So we've set up our big mystery.
0: Yeah. And she asks him, why aren't we investigating that? And he gives her some bullshit about, Mm -hmm. it's corporate espionage. We're not getting paid enough Mm -hmm. to deal with that kind Mm -hmm. of bullshit. That can get dangerous.
1: And that's the episode.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, I love that she, it, it, it puts this little seed of like, mistrust between the two of them. Yeah. But she said, she makes a comment about, I have to believe that he's doing it for a good reason. And that he believes he's protecting me or something like that.
1: Which I liked because I, I hate it when shows like this, have everybody jump to the worst possible conclusion. It's like something like, yeah, I found out one thing about you that you were lying about, therefore I can't trust anything about you and yeah. you are a complete stranger to me.
0: Uh, we went from being the closest father and daughter of all time to immediately like, you're dangerous and I don't know what you're going to do next or something like that. Yeah. Like it, it, There's a little bit of discomfort between the two of them, but she has decided to say, he must believe he's doing it for a good reason. I'm not going to completely let go. I'm not going to mm-hmm. stop investigating it, but he has to believe that he's doing this to protect me yeah. because he doesn't want me to know that it was mom and that she's even, she's a not only that she is somehow involved with, with Jake Kane, but that she's back in town and hasn't told me, you know, like there's so many layers to that. Anyway, it's a great thing to end the episode on.
1: And that is the episode. Yes. Where did the money go? This is the segment where we talk about where we think they spent the money on this pilot. Was it evenly spent or did they blow it all in one big fireball or explosion or whatever? I mean, really, with this uh, motorcycle, motorcycle rentals, that was a lot of (laughs) (laughs) motorcycles.
0: Yeah. And that $100
1: haircut. Her haircut is like... Oh, my
0: Lord. They they strongly established the passage of time, as people often do, and made her look younger in the flashbacks. Mm -hmm. But she has very long, wavy beautiful blonde hair. I have to assume that her hair was like that when they cast her and they said, don't cut your hair anymore. Let it get as long as possible. They shot all the flashbacks first and then gave her the most 2004 haircut possible. And it's like, it's, it's overstyled. I think her, her character. Yeah. It doesn't seem like her character would spend that much time on her hair, but it's, it, it goes from long, you know, shampoo commercial waves of blonde beautifulness to this weird spiky, like I'm a weird girl in 2004 haircut.
1: Yeah, it's the Chloe Sullivan haircut it's for Smallville fans. It's not
0: super flattering. It gets better as the show goes on. <laughs> but anyway, I'd say in general it was a lot of rich people on the show with rich people houses and rich yeah. people fancy buildings, but they didn't they didn't establish a lot of fancy sets yet. No. We've got the school. We've got the office. We've got their apartment. But we don't see that much of it.
1: It's it's almost all location shooting, like real yeah. locations, like city streets at night, um, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, yeah, the the even the Kane house, which we mm-hmm. see more of later in the show. Yeah. Um, really, you just see the area by the pool. Mm-hmm. You see the main entrance because that's where Duncan is when she, when they go to. Yeah. When they go to investigate. Uh, Lily's murder, or to, to go to the scene. So, like, but you don't see much of it. I think they shot well to not show too much of it, so they didn't have to build too much of that set early. Yeah. So, I think the money was well spent. It's well dispersed. Agreed. So, moving on to our next uh, segment.
1: Mm-hmm. Clips and
0: chips! So this is the segment where we like to talk about any uh, cliffhanger season one predictions or just general predictions for the show, how we think the se- season one is going to end or any specific episodes we think there'll be. And also ships, any relationships that we would like to see developed in the show. I can't really comment, strangely.
1: So obviously the the, the two big mysteries, um, you know, who assaulted her and... This whole uh, murder of her friend with her mom. Mm-hmm. I really hope the two things aren't don't end up being related. I honestly can't remember well, that's good to know yeah uh in terms of relationships, the one thing that I was feeling like very early on is I and I'm probably about to make a bunch of people like pitch pitch a hissy fit, but like I want her and Wallace to have a romantic relationship, really? yeah, just because. The the one thing... And we, we actually haven't even mentioned it yet. Um, Wallace is African-American. or mm-hmm. He's black. I don't know if he's African-American. But yeah. um, he's black. Um, and I, I was like... I would love to watch this relationship develop into one of affection over time. In that way that TV shows always try to force with characters. Mm-hmm. I'm totally fine if it stays platonic too. I, I should clarify. Yeah. But I just like... I'm like... They have such nice chemistry already that... If you told me that these two characters end up falling in love like years from now, I'd be like, I could see that yeah. developing in like a natural way. Not like in a I want them to smooch in episode five. I mean, just yeah. like this like natural thing because of the the vibe of like the, the two of them working together, hanging out, trusting each other, like that kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Without it being we're setting up a romance. Sure. And I.
0: Yeah, I. You having clarified down, well down the road, I can, I can understand where you're coming from.
1: It's, it's also just, there's this trope also in television where it's like, you have the cute white girl and then she has the cool black friend. It's like, obviously the cool black friend is not a romantic possibility. She has to get with another white person Sure. and then he'll get with a black person. It's, I'm like, that, that's kind of was my thinking too, is I'm like, it would be so great. This being television from the aughts, uh, but you know, then they made some in the teens So, uh, I don't know what could happen with that.
0: I don't know. I, we did establish that in addition to the movie that I commented, I hadn't seen, they also did an additional Hulu season, which Mm -hmm. I also haven't seen. So I have no idea what happens in those seasons.
1: The one other, I guess, ship future, uh, relationship thing that I would really like to see is they kept her relationship with the ex-boyfriend really ambiguous like mm-hmm. There's some times where the rich douches are hassling her, and he's like, Hey, guys, cut it out. Like, he's still. Uh, and that was part of my feeling of, like, I don't really have this whole world fleshed out yeah. yet. is He's so ambiguous.
0: He's, yeah. You get so little of Duncan in this episode. Yeah. We see some hazy flashbacks of them smooching mm-hmm. and being adorable and walking the halls of the school hand in hand. And then you get the scene where he walks past her and kind of blanks her mm-hmm. when they break up. And then you see. Her trying to talk to him while he's completely like in shock yeah. when Lily dies, and then anything, any interactions with them in the present day is him trying not to make eye contact with her. Yeah. So he's not; he hasn't become the douchebag who's antagonizing her the way that Logan has, yeah. even though she and Logan used to be friends
1: so a long that, time ago. Yeah,
0: they used to be friends. <laughs> do, do, do,
1: do, do. <laughs> anyway,
0: uh,
1: but that's in terms yeah. of that. That's a I. I don't really have a lot of. Sometimes I watch a show like this and I'm like, I want this to happen, this to happen, this to happen. And yeah. with this, I'm like, I feel like I need a little bit more understanding of these characters as people before I really start to have feelings about where I want their stories to go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I I would also really love to see scenes of the dad being like deeply competent because I feel like he has the vibe of someone who is actually really, really good at his job yeah. and really competent.
0: Yeah, it is definitely not. I, want, I I hope I clarified that when I was talking about she, uh, Veronica being half of the organization. Yeah, 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 It's not that she's the brains behind right. the operation and her dad is a, is a goofball. He yeah. is a goofball, but he's a goofball who is good at his job.
1: Yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is I would really love to see him earn the respect that she clearly has for him. Mm-hmm. Because she has respect for him because he's her father. But outside of that, she also has respect for him as a PI because she's also doing the PI thing. Yeah. And I want to kind of see that because his whole PI story, he like leaves town for a couple of days Yeah. to go do a thing, and then he comes back and he did it, but we didn't see how he accomplished it. Right, yeah. And so I just I want a little bit more of that. But I uh I think speaking of things I want, let's move on to our next segment. What will this
2: show be?
1: This is the segment where we talk about what the day-to-day nuts and bolts of the show is going to be yes. episode to episode. Sarah obviously can't comment on this section mm-hmm. either. Uh, so, And I already mentioned basically what I think it's going to be, is each episode there's a mystery that's being solved while there's a larger ongoing mystery happening. The one other thing that I think I would say that I'm, I'm going to get is that we're establishing a world of... Shifting alliances, mm. which I think is really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so it's kind of this world where Veronica might get in tighter with the rich kids at times. You know, I could see them bringing her a thing where it was like, the diamond necklace disappeared, man. My dad's going to kill me. You got to yeah. help me, man. To, yeah. uh, you know, to like her riding around on the back of Weedle's motorcycle at some point. Like, <laughs> you know, you could kind of see those shifting alliances. So I think an, another yeah. key yeah. element of this week to week is that. The, that um, allegiances are going to keep shifting, and we're going to get fun combinations of team ups, uh, which I am looking forward to.
0: Yeah, that is pretty pretty great. I, I will not contradict anything you said. Kristen
1: uh... Bell's pretty. Will she be rich? <laughs> You'll just have to watch and see. <laughs> Moving on to our next segment.
0: Hey. Sam. This is the segment where we point out any actors that we recognized uh, and went, hey, it's that guy. So I there were a couple of people that I went, I think I'm recognizing this person not from this show, but it's impossible to tell. When it's been a while since you watched a show, you can feel that way, but that is the thing. You're recognizing them from this show. Yeah. So specifically the lawyer and the, and Veronica's mom. Looked familiar to me in a kind of off way. And it's possible just because they're not in very many episodes of the show. Lawyer is more. But her mom, not to spoil it, as I recall, is not in a ton of episodes. So you looked up the lawyer actor.
1: So the lawyer actor is Darren Norris. And everybody listening to this, I guarantee you've seen him in a dozen things. It basically, if you look at his IMDb sheet, it looks like he was locked in Sony's basement. And Sony also owns Nickelodeon for the last 30 years.
0: The moment he shows up in the episode, you he, the, the second he talks, you go, oh, this guy's a voice actor. Yeah. His voice is... And, and he, uh, he's not boring looking in a in an insulting way. I just mean, like, I, I was about to say, his voice is 10 times more memorable than anything about his appearance. Yeah. That's not a diss on his appearance no. at all. He just has this larger-than-life voice. voice. It's a, it, it reminded me a little bit of Mark Evan Jackson, actually. Yeah, or
1: uh, Chris Parnell. This would be another voice that has that same quality.
0: Oh, I know that name and I'm not, I'm not pinning it to the person, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: but if you look at his IMDb page, it's like Nickelodeon show, Nickelodeon show, Nickelodeon show, Yeah, like 30 Xbox games from the first gen of Xbox, a bunch of anime imports in the nineties. Like I guarantee you've seen the most recognizable, like character name actor thing is he's Jimmy Neutron's dad. In Jimmy Neutron.
0: Oh, okay. And uh, I did see. I was waiting to see if the, what you were going to say was mm-hmm. the most notable thing. I saw from just the image on IMDb on your phone. Mm-hmm. He also does a voice in Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah, which is probably what I would recognize him from. I never watched Jimmy Neutron, but I did watch a lot of Fairly Odd Parents. That show's great. Is yeah. he? Is he Timmy's dad on What's Fairly Odd Parents?
1: I didn't see who he was on Fairly Odd Parents. It's just oh. that uh, he was the dad on Jimmy Neutron. And that was like, ah, that is where I've heard that voice a bunch. Uh, the other person uh, that I recognized was uh, Mrs. Kane. She has yeah. that face. And so I went and looked through her IMDb. And other than her appearing in a one season show called 18 Wheels of Justice. Wow. Which. Wow,
0: that's a that's a show about uh somebody, uh, taking down all of the killer trucks from Maximum Overdrive. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Other than that, she's been in a million things as a single episode guest star. like so she's been in Monk. She's been in NCIS. She's been Who in hasn't? um.
2: Hey.
1: <laughs> she's been in Bones. She's been in like all of these things. Yeah. Where she plays like rich upper crust wife she has rich upper crust wife face yeah <laughs> uh, and so it's like it's not that I recognize her for anything in particular but I've definitely kind of seen her doing that thing before mm-hmm. uh, Kristen Bell obviously yeah All she the doesn't Kristen count Bell things. she doesn't
0: count as a that guy because she's the main character and she's Kristen friggin Bell well I although I, this I, is where this is the show where I first saw her I had never seen her or heard of her until this show and I fell immediately and deeply in love. <laughs>
1: She has had an uphill battle with me.
0: Oh, really? Because the very
1: first thing I ever saw her in was forgetting Sarah Marshall.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Now, I will say that movie was better than I expected it to be. That Ah. was a movie where I did not want to watch it. I can't remember the exact circumstances now, but I watched that movie under sufferance. (laughs) Someone else made me watch Mm -hmm. that movie under some some weird situation. Someone guilted me into sitting down with them or something. I was visiting a friend and they insisted on watching it and I had nowhere to go, something like that. And it was not as bad as I expected. There are moments that were exactly as bad as I expected or worse, but there are moments where I was like, this is all right. But she is horrible in that. Yeah. She's a horrible person, yeah, yeah, yeah. not a horrible actress. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, fun fact about that movie. Jason Siegel wrote the whole scene where he's writing a musical with Muppet style puppets mm-hmm. so that he could meet all the people who make the Muppets and pitch his Muppets movie to them because the oh, Muppets. Oh, yeah, uh, that's delightful. The Muppets producer or production company, whoever was running the yeah. Muppets at the time, He kept, he kept contacting them and being like, I have a pitch pitch. to like reboot the Muppets and bring them back.
0: And no one would listen to him. Yeah. And so he wrote puppets in the, Marshall, So the production company of that would hire the Muppet people and he could be like, hey, while you're here. (laughs) Yeah. That's delightful. It's actually really great. That is one of the more inscrutable parts of that film. Yeah. But it it makes so much more sense now.
1: Yeah. And like, I mean, the, the quality of the movie that he ended up making is uneven, but it's also one of those things where like there's so much of like a passion and a love for the IP in that, that reboot that he yeah. made with them that like, just knowing that little behind the scenes story for it makes it so much better. Cause like, that is how much he wanted to do it. That he was like, I'm going to crowbar Muppets into this other movie that has nothing to do with Muppets.
0: Yeah. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of delightful. That's endearing, but I can't imagine what, yeah. Like have, seeing her in that first yeah. would be weird.
1: Yeah. So like after that, Shortly after that was when I saw like where I heard about Veronica Mars and I was just like this bitch like what the fuck. But obviously Chris, Chris and Bell's come a long way with me. Yeah, we're cool now. It's just it's interesting.
0: What what did you see her in anything between Forgetting Sarah Marshall and The Good Place?
1: Uh, Well, like Frozen. I mean, like I saw her in things, but like, well, with with Frozen came her appearing on shows and like singing as the characters and all that. So like there was that whole thing with it, but like. I don't really have a conscious... Because
0: I'm just... I'm realizing that would be such an interesting way to see her in as Sarah Marshall, mm-hmm. kind of a horrible person, then as Eleanor, a horrible person, but who's trying to get yeah. better and becomes better, and then as Veronica Mars, literal marshmallow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not literal. I mean, Sorry. I know I've seen her in other things over the years, but uh, those are the biggies.
0: Yeah, that actually that was a really interesting part about the the pilot is that I remembered that fans of the show call themselves marshmallows, and I thought it was just a, like Mars marshmallow. It was a weird right. fandom name. I had completely forgotten. There's this whole thing in the pilot about you know what they say about the Veronica Mars? She's a marshmallow. Like it's this funny little line, and I'm like, I totally forgot that's where the fandom name came from. <laughs> Anyway,
1: moving on to our next segment.
0: Which is. I choose you.
1: This is the segment where we talk about our favorite character, the one that we hope to see more of, I, and I, just who we choose.
0: I can't wait to hear. Tell me who's your favorite character. Veronica doesn't. You can't pick Veronica. She's, I can't pick, she's pick Veronica. She's the title character, she's the main character. Of course you oh, love her. Man. You know you're seeing more of her.
1: Oh, man. I totally didn't think of this until just now. I kind of gay ship Weevil and Wallace. Could see that developing in a fun way as well.
0: That is amazing.
1: Yeah. I don't trust a show from 2040.
0: Give me that. But. No, no. But like, the the thing I mentioned about like the, wait, are they going to address the, oh, but we'll just, maybe they were like, he'll just wear that shirt. Did you notice what the shirt he's wearing in that last scene where he scares off Logan? Under his leather jacket, he's wearing a polo shirt. Yeah. Did you notice that? I noticed I, that. And I feel like I went, oh, yeah, there's a, I feel like there's a, there's this, this, in fact he's wearing a polo shirt which is very out of character yeah and like chinos or something not chinos, yeah, yeah. but like khaki sh- pants i'm like this is something about his character my brain went like ding 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 this yeah. is something and i was waiting for that to come up and then he doesn't say anything and i'm like i, I can't remember what it's supposed to say about his character what it leads to but it, it must be something they address later yeah. because i cannot believe the costume department just would have dressed him he's wearing a t-shirt under his leather jacket in every other scene
1: yeah
0: like a tough motorcycle guy.
1: It's like, it's almost like they filmed that scene as pickups on a day when they're like with the other costume. Yeah. Kind of thing. Or like
0: originally in that scene, he went, Hey, I gotta go, uh, gotta get back to, I work at a grocery store, bagging groceries or some shit like that. Yeah. Like, sorry, I gotta get back to work. I gotta, I'm on my lunch break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this on my lunch break. I just threw on my leather jacket over top and assumed my bravado would cover up the fact that I am wearing a maroon polo shirt. Yeah. But anyway, I, that was, that was the thing. But, uh, yeah, now that you've mentioned it, I kind of, wish that that would happen too even though i've seen it and i know i'm sorry it doesn't because 2004
1: in terms of favorite character though now that we've talked about all of that yeah. i would have to say weevil is the one who seems to have the most layers of stuff going on uh and also uh uh fleabag lawyer those are the two that i'm like i want more of this yeah like let's expand this a little bit uh that guy's fun the lawyer yeah. is fun yeah
0: I, yeah, I can't comment on who my favorite character is because I think it would, to even get into that topic would just lead to spoiler town. So So let's Uh, move on to
1: our final verdicts. Did this pilot do the job of a pilot and make you want to watch more? Strangely. Yes. I am annoyed that it has taken us an hour and 45 minutes to get to the point where I physically could watch more. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No, this is, this is great. This is a lot of fun. Um,
0: yeah, I immediately was like, oh no, I've got all three seasons on DVD. There is nothing to stop yeah. me from just watching all of this. And I can I can just imagine my sister like listening to this episode and being like, damn it, get back on DS9 because I've been off the DS9 train yeah. for like a year and she's very angry with me about it. But <laughs> now I wanna rewatch all of Veronica Mars. God damn it. <sighs> just going to not pay for netflix for a month and just only watch veronica mars DVDs. Save safe stuff. safe 12 bucks
1: yeah and i i i really don't have a lot to add to that 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 it's yeah like, yeah like i want to watch more yeah uh that's that's about it
0: uh, let me ask this would you say that your desire to watch more is it more to do with I want more of these characters in this world? Or is it more of I simply must have the answer to the questions of the mystery and the and the the Don't things care left.
1: about the answers. Yeah, really? Do not care.
0: Just yeah, more of the characters, and more of that.
1: I mean, the the part of me that's like angry that our little cinnamon roll got sexually assaulted is like yeah. we must have justice. But yeah. j- j- justice. But uh she's I don't a, know why that's my justice. She's a cinnamon voice. roll
0: wrapped around a marshmallowy center. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Now you're just making me hungry. Uh, But at the same time, like, I just don't care about literally any of that stuff. I just want to I want to play in the sandbox a little bit more.
0: I think you will enjoy where the mystery goes, but I, I can understand you being like, not that interested in because we don't get that much of Lily. We get yeah. that one tiny flashback and she's not she doesn't come off as particularly likeable. Yeah. So it's not like that interesting. And we don't get a lot of the details around it, just enough to kind of set it up. And I think that that was a wise choice on part of the pilot. It was not a mistake or an accident. Yeah. That they focused more on developing the characters in the present day yeah. and their interactions. Weevil, Logan, Wallace, Veronica and her dad. It's more about their interactions and their relationships And it's like, look, there's also going to be a big mysterious mystery and you're going to like it. But we're mostly about these people and how they interact. And I think that was the right choice for them. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pilot House. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pilot House Pod. Visit our website, pilothousepodcast.com or email us at pilothousepodcast at gmail.com to suggest future shows. Our podcast is entirely listener-supported, so thanks to this week's special guest stars, CJ, Jerome, and Rowan, for supporting us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash pilothouse to find out how you can become a series regular. Pilot House is a Harrington Society production. I think on that note. Yeah, let's go watch some more frickin' VMars. <sighs> Bye! <laughs> I don't know what that one was all about. Yeah, you don't know either. And dial tone? <laughs> we could have gone there. We used to be A long time ago, we used to, to be, be friends. friends. But I haven't thought of you lately at all. Boom. Come on, now she go. You know, I'm going to know,